In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. What a beautiful day. As Father Alexander Schmemann says, this is really actually the high point of the year. And what happens tonight is icing on the cake. We have just experienced a beautiful conversion, a beautiful repentance, a beautiful baptism. We've also just experienced the heroine of Hades, the dry bones coming back to life, being vivified by our Lord. We've heard the heroine of Hades, and remember, when Hades is harrowed, Christ doesn't just come to get those who were present out, but He comes to plunder all of hell's power for generations. For generations. I was told this week, this is what the Normans would do when they would surround a city and they would not just pillage it and raise it, but they would ensure that for generations to come, the people could not rebuild the city. And that is how they conquered. And that is what Jesus does for us with hell. He ensures that ensuing generations will have a chance to live life with Him if they so choose. St. Paul's epistle to the Romans in chapter 6, what we just heard, there was a little distraction, forgive me. It's so beautiful. St. Paul says, we have died to sin. We have died to sin and death. And we must live to Christ. And so not only for those who are newly illumined, but also for those of us who are oldly illumined, we must always be conscious of our baptismal vow. We must always be conscious of our baptismal garment and do everything we can to keep it pure and undefiled so that we can increase the measure of grace that was given unto us. But as we just heard at the end of that Gospel reading from St. Matthew, the baptismal Gospel reading, Christ says, Go into all the world and baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. Not just the things that are convenient for you to observe. All, all that I have commanded. Love your neighbor. Love the Lord your God. Reconcile, forgive, turn the other cheek. All these beautiful things. And then the Lord says, And lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. And if there's one takeaway from all of Holy Week, I think it's that the Lord is with us. From the time of Christmas, we've been on this journey. From the incarnation of our Savior as a baby, all the way to this moment, our God loves us so much that He takes flesh and dwells among us. He empties Himself and descends from His throne in heaven to take flesh, to suffer, and to die, and to become sin for us. And He loves us so much that He's willing to descend even to the depths of Hades, to be with us. And so all of our sickness, all of our suffering, all of our pain, all of our desolation, most of which is self-inflicted, we don't have to endure alone because God is with us and He loves us. But He's calling us on a holy mission. He's calling us not just to go make more members of the church. He's calling us to go and be 
ambassadors, to be emissaries of his kingdom, to spread the light and the life and the joy and the love of the kingdom of heaven to all the world and to spread that good news that our king has conquered death and we no longer have to fear it. We no longer have to grasp for every fleeting pleasure in this life because there's something greater waiting for us. Because our king has conquered and he has promised to restore life to the dry bones. We are called on this mission. We are all called on this mission to live the Christian life to the fullest. To the fullest. Not as individuals, but as members of the body of Christ. Bearing one another's burdens. Co-suffering with one another. Rejoicing with those who rejoice and weeping with those who weep. What we have witnessed is not just an additional membership being added to some worldly organization. Who cares? This isn't the Alaska Club. What we have witnessed is the grafting onto the vine of new branches. And it really harkens to mind the banyan tree over in the Pacific Islands. If any of you are familiar with the banyan tree, it's a tree that has branches that grow down into the ground and form new trees. So eventually the entire forest is one united tree. One united tree. And this is what happens here in the church. We are not called to go and make new members. We are called to go and baptize new Christians and save people from death and destruction and proclaim the good news. And that starts with our life. We have to know the good news. We have to live the good news. And we have to share the good news. But it has to be authentic. And if it's not authentic, then we better keep our mouths quiet. There's a saint that said, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. This is what we are called to do. We are called to keep our baptismal garments pure and undefiled. We are called to live a life of virtue and repentance, to ever draw near to God. And in so doing, let the virtues and the light of Christ radiate through us and let that be our preaching. And when appropriate, share orally, verbally, with those about the gospel of Christ. But let us always remember our baptism and our baptismal vows. Let us remember that we have sworn allegiance to the king who has conquered Hades. We have declared war with the devil, and he is out to get us. And he's working extra hard to get us. But we need not fear because Christ has conquered. And tonight when we come to church, we will hear the public proclamation of that good news. For right now, Christ is rising. But the public proclamation hasn't been made that Christ is risen. And so we celebrate the joy of Pascha in a little subdued manner. <coughs> just held back just a little bit. But always remembering that as Father Schmemann says, we should live our whole lives on this Holy Sabbath. 
our whole lives and expectation in this in-between place between the cross and the resurrection. Enduring the sufferings of this life with the hope of the life to come. And so my prayer is for those who are newly illumined that you will always remember this Holy Sabbath and that you will always return to this Holy Sabbath. Even if you start to wander astray, you can always come back and the tears of confession always renew and whiten the baptismal garment. But my prayer is that God will be with you as He is always with His church. My prayer is that you will experience the fullness of the depth of joy that Christ offers in in the obedience and righteousness of His life. And my prayer is that in those moments of weakness and struggle, that you will turn to your brothers and sisters here in this community. Turn to the other members of the body of Christ where we can flank to your defense. And we can support you and love you and walk with you and reassure you of the hope that is in Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, we all have a high and mighty calling. And this is a great and fearful day. Let our joy carry over to every part of our life and let our excitement and let our commitment not wane, not wane with emotion, but carry through to the depths of our beings. Let our faith resound in our bones, which are no longer dry, but are full of life and full of the breath of God. May we all live out the great commission that was given to us to baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit so that we can spend all eternity praising and blessing the Holy Trinity, one God and three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Christ is in our midst.